The following podcast contains a vast array of subject matter, some which may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 18. Topics sometimes veer into not safe for work territory, so always listen safely. Lastly, this show is made to showcase and uplift plus-sized human beings. This show is produced and shot by plus-sized human beings and will always be a place to uplift plus-sized voices. With that being said, I'm Elle. And I'm Tammy. And there's nothing else to say except for welcome to Atlanta, where the play is play, baby. So this first episode, we're going to tackle dating in Atlanta as a plus-size woman. Um, As you can see, both Tammy and I are part of this community. Um, And we, of course, have our own different experiences. Those experiences, for me, I know they range from dating in high school to, of course, dating now. Um, I'm on the LGBTQ spectrum. Me too. So, so, yeah, so that's dating with women and dating with men. And I'm pretty sure, like, for me, I know dating with women and dating with men are two completely different playing fields. Um, I know you Like, dating women for me is kind of like, I mean, even when it's feminine woman and more masculine woman, it's just very different, but kind of the same story, you know? Okay. Yeah, I get that. So, like, for me, I was thinking um, about how to approach this topic in particular and the biggest thing I remember in my entire dating experience I know I don't have this problem as much right now but when I was just starting off dating and when I say starting off dating I mean high school college type thing I would realize um that a lot of my dating experiences of course had to do with society as a whole and I didn't understand at the time why society was a part of my relationships but um when I say society as a whole I mean people would be attracted to me for who I am as a person um they would like who I am they would like the way that I think they would think that I'm the fucking bee's knees. But when it comes down to it, your friend doesn't like the way I look. So now you don't like the way I look. Or you want to fuck with me in private. You you think you're going to slide, you know. Right. Um, so fortunately, I never really had that part of it. I never had to experience that. Um, I grew up in a big family. Like, you know, so... I never knew it was a problem, so I never took the time to acknowledge that it was a problem. You know what I'm saying? So, like, um, and my family was good about still letting me know I was beautiful. They embraced me being big. It was no secret. Like, I was, like, big 10. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. that was just it for me. Um, when it comes down to dating, I, I guess because I did date women and we are a more vocal about, like, the things that we want, whether society accepts it or not. Um, I that just wasn't my struggle. Um, but my thing was more so of like um, consistency, commitment, um, yeah, monogamy. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. As opposed to like the secret life, you know. But I do see a lot of my friends go through that similar struggle when they when they date men about like you know. Because right now, dating a big girl is like the thing. Yeah, it's but in, yeah. I'm 32, I could be 33. 10, 12 years ago, that wasn't exactly. a thing. Exactly. Like, right. There's this whole 
BBW, BBL culture that's in right now. So it's okay to date fat girls. But I remember when I was in my first few years of college, like you, there was this one guy in particular, I'm gonna call him Alex. Alex adored me as a person. He liked the way I think. And he, he told me as much. I like the way you think. I like the way you are. I love the way that you express yourself and all of this. But when a friend of mine let Alex know that I had a crush on him, Alex was like, oh, I'm not attracted to you physically. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't I don't want it to be any blurred lines. But then he continued to blur the lines on where he stood with me. Now, for me, once I find out you're not attracted to me, then it's, it's good for me, you know? Right. But um, it became such a conflict and we went from being friends to like immediately not talking to each other anymore because I'm not still putting that I like you energy into you anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we were just friends at the time and I wasn't necessarily putting I like you energy into him, but I would speak to him and, you know, right. we're women. So we speak in certain tones. Hey, <laughs> right. how cute. are you? You know, being mm-hmm. cute with you. I don't have to be cute with you no more because we're friends. You you my boy. What what's up, up Alex? <laughs> Like, absolutely you know you're my boy and like it was a whole thing for him so much so until like one night he called me and he was like drunk and he had been to somewhere and he was like oh he was like I'm locked out of my house I was like okay and he was like um I just wanted to call and talk to you like I just wanted to hear your voice and I I'm a firm believer in drunk lies tell, I mean, drunk tongues tell no lie. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know how somebody feel, ask them when they're drunk, because they're going to tell you. There's, It's an inhibitor for a reason. Right. So he's just like, I just wanted to hear your voice. Um, I was like, did you call a locksmith? Because, because you need to get in your house. It sounds like you're inebriated. And he was like, but I wanted to talk to you. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, sweetheart. Not even two weeks ago, you you, you were not right. Absolutely, you you wanted no parts. Mm-hmm. Now today, you want all the parts. I don't understand that dichotomy, but that's where it comes in. Especially like I said with my experience, it's not necessarily always a secret, but it's I'm afraid that I'm attracted to you because society tells you most of the time that big women these are these are people that are not lovable every time you right. see a bigger woman on tv she's not lovable mm-hmm. this is somebody that you love in angry, private insecure she's insecure she's right. angry she doesn't like the way that she looks she can't be confident right, or and if she is confident then she's a bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so um this is something that you're seeing and of course just like we take that in as women absolutely they take that in as men so now you're confused when that big girl over there is fine to you and you like her and you like what she got. You're confused. Now you feel like you're somehow failing in the eyes of society because you like this thing that you're not supposed to like. You're attracted to this thing you're not supposed mm-hmm. to be attracted to. And that causes a conflict within him. But don't bring that to my doorstep. That To me, that like segues into the next topic fetishization i think yeah like so like fetish situation with fetish and look i'm a little tipsy i'm drinking this right here so i i can't hey, get the words look, out get in there right but i feel like that's what made the fetish well bbws or bigger women become a fetish because it was like something that you did in secret right even though you like this so much it's just like i can't have what i really want because i'm 
more afraid about what society thinks, not what really makes me happy. Right. So it becomes something that was like sort of in private. Right. It's now this whole, oh, I got to seek it out. Can't nobody know type thing. And you're just dating a person that you're attracted to. So what in the world makes it this whole taboo thing? But I do have, I did have another question set up for you guys about this. And my biggest question, because I see this and I thought about it. I, I thought about it so much. When a guy comes up to a girl who is on the smaller side of the spectrum and is like, I like you. I like everything about you. I like that you're thin. I like that um, you have these certain features. I wonder, do they see it as fetishization? Because I know if a man's coming to me and the first thing out his mouth, I like you. I like everything about you. You big, juicy, you sexy, and all of that. I'm immediately turned off. Please. Six feet, sir. And I feel like they only approach us in that manner because um, that's what they think we want to hear. Right. I, I can I can see that. Um, but it's not like, now you're doing too much. Right. Now, the little bit of interest I might have had. Don't. Absolutely. Because why, why do I have to be all of these things? Why can't I just be regularly beautiful? Why can't you just like my eyes, like my smile? Um, why you can't like my outfit? Why I gotta be big juicy? Why I gotta be big sexy? Why big mama? Like, please. <laughs> it's so much. It don't have to be all of that. You don't have to be extra to kick it. Like, I think I'm fine. Absolutely. And I think that's part of what I was saying. Society has told you that we don't think we fine. So now you gotta make me think that I, I really like you. I think you're fine. I know. <laughs> and I, I and I understand like a part of it being reassurance, you know, like, but reassure me with how you treat me. Reassure me, reassure me with effective communication. Um, let's be consistent. Be consistent. Let's get to know one another. Um, cause that, that's where your real interest lies. Not in that you like me physically. Right. Show you me that you. You me if you like me physically. Exactly. I, and I'm a bad bitch. Period. I'm a bad bitch. So of course you like, <laughs> of course you think I'm fine. I think I'm fine. Society might have told you I don't think I'm fine, but please, if you see me in the street, baby, I'm a snack and you can eat. Cause I know I'm fine. <laughs> I know I'm fine. Period. And I feel like a lot of plus size girls, like we live in these bodies and a lot of us have lived in these bodies for a very long, long time. time. Absolutely. So we've had a chance to get to know this girl. We love this girl. Absolutely. Right? So there's not much to like, there's only so many fat jokes you can hear. There's only so many criticisms that you can hear until you get to a point where like, I'm, I'm 27 years old. I've heard all of the criticisms about being fat that I think I could hear. Like, it's rare that I find something new mm -hmm. that somebody could tell me about my body. And I'd be like, my feelings. Like, it, we're over it. Like, so, of the course. The fact that you take time out your day. To think about my weight is weird. What? <laughs> what do you think about that for? I mean. Thank you. I, I love that I'm on your mind. Right. Next time, just pray for me. Rent free. <laughs> love it like, and with see. these rent prices here in Atlanta rent free somewhere I love that for me you know but yeah all of that to say it becomes a fetish when it is taboo to the eyes of society but dating somebody who you're attracted to should never be a fetish now on the on the flip side of that is dating somebody that you're not attracted to 
as a means to an end. And that's the next part of this segment on hobosexuals. I like to call them hobosexual. Um, because like that's that's what makes the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the men that date the girls. And I, I see it a lot in our community because mm-hmm. while while you might be confident in yourself and I might be confident in who I am mm-hmm. and we know we bad bitches, there are some of our fat sisters out there that just don't know that they're that girl. Or if you're not that girl, you can be that girl. Mm-hmm. So all it takes is a little bit of boom, you know? But the, some girls don't know that, so they end up in these situations where they're with these guys who aren't necessarily attracted to them, but they're attracted to the things that they can do for them. Mm-hmm. Um, a homosexual. You, you're you with her because... Sorry, wait a minute, because let me... Disclaimer. You may be a homosexual if... You are with someone for a tax return. Let me start with that one because I hear that one so much. Oh, she's going to get her tax return. I own a business. Good luck. Right. Right. I work work for the government. I'm not getting anything. You know? So, if you're with someone because of their taxes, they're going to get their taxes back. Um, If you're there because you don't have a home, you don't have a home and she has a home, and a nice one at that more than likely because we don't play that. Um, mm-hmm. And you need a place to lay your head. Um, you don't have a car, but she has a car and will let you use said car um, for whatever rendezvous activities that you would like to do while she is at work. Um, those things constitute you as a homosexual. Yeah, that's who you are. Um, and like I said, I see that running rampant in our community mainly because you have shows that glorify that too like when you had the parkers and because baby nikki parker oh honey a damn fool i wish <laughs> nikki parker like every time i think homosexual i i immediately be like ooh, nikki they would have got her mm-hmm. at one point didn't the then professor he ain't have no house he ain't have no more apartment and he came and stayed with homosexual mm-hmm. professor ogilvy yes so shows like that make you think oh we're a desperate group of people when it comes down to dating oh I can get over on her I can get her money and sad to say that does happen and if we just be real it happens on both sides the slim girls and the big girls what it is is just a lack of self love on both ends for me cause you would rather demean yourself than just go get a job Right. Or you would you would take this person that you can tell. Because if somebody's not into you, you can tell. Absolutely. You can definitely tell. So you would take having this person who's definitely not into you, who's using you for your resources, over just being alone. And like I said, self, self-love, self-confidence. Um, and I feel like we all been silly for somebody. Yeah. Um, If we just, you know, kind of just be open and honest. Um, but it's what you do in that time. You know what I'm saying? What do you do to prepare yourself so when the next situation comes out, you're like, uh-uh, I done dated with you before. Right. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If if it's a continuous thing, then you need to look at yourself. Like, mm-hmm. one off, okay, baby. Everybody everybody has. Mm-hmm. We're not even going to hold you. And like I said, like you said, this is a skinny girl thing. This is a big girl thing. But my whole thing about it is the media will make it seem like it's a big girl thing there was a video um recently that came up with a girl 
she was talking to another podcaster and um, she was saying how, oh, guys only get with big girls when they don't have anything. I seen that. It was on like a TikTok somewhere there. Right. So I, I originally saw it on TikTok and I went and watched like a little bit of a uh, longer clip of the video because I wanted to see the context because I mean, it could be wrong. And all, but I still wanted to get the context for it. But yeah, that was basically the bullshit ass context. Oh, they only get with big girls um, <clears throat> when they don't have anything or they want something. A big girl took her man. <laughs> That's the only way to justify it for me. And it usually be that. Sorry, sis. Your feelings was hurt. Um, but hopefully, you know, you figure that out. Because <laughs> I take your man. Hey. <laughs> but um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but and it's. To even put down another woman to like to fix your lips to put down another woman and say that is just kind of like all right. That's thank coochie energy. <laughs> like, that's, that's what that is. That's thank coochie energy. And it's and it, it sucks that they like you know depict us in that way. Um, but shout out to Lizzo because these girls, these big girls, not playing right now. Yes, we are gonna have a show about her and my miss. My girl, Miss um, Gabrielle Sibide, because I love her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so absolutely. they will be like they. We will talk about them in a separate video because I feel like they need their own separate video about them, who they are in the media, mm-hmm. um, how they are portrayed versus girls that do the same things that they do, mm-hmm. um, and their love stories because like those are really amazing, especially Gabrielle because I'm very excited for her, you know, and she just got married and her and her man are doing these beautiful ass photo shoots for a brides magazine and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it's a reality like there are people that will love you for you yeah. like of course she slimmed down a lot but they started dating before she even you mm-hmm. know was on her whole weight loss journey so there are people that will love you for you and that's one of my things on my list of my man because you know sierra said do y'all a prayer i ain't gonna do all that but i do got a list <laughs> and my list one of the first things on there is I want somebody who loves me in all of my forms mm-hmm. whatever form this outward shell may take I need somebody who to love me for the inside right. who's in there um, and if this is all you're worried about I mean cause don't get me wrong like I said a bad bitch but there are so many other facets to who I am mm-hmm. I am woman i am painter i am actress i am singer i am intelligent i am brilliant i am not just who you see on the outside right as fine as i may be i'm not just that and if that's the only thing that you reduced me to how you're not for me right how fucked up would that be um and those ladies are finding people who love every part of them every parts of who they might be um, well, I can say that for Gabrielle because they're married. He obviously had to love her enough to get down on his knee and be like, hey, marry me. Right. You know, I want to spend my life with you or however long they have because Hollywood is weird. People be getting divorced and stuff. I mean, people get divorced in the real world, but you know it's what I mean. It's just different. I think the spotlight makes that a different The, the spotlight makes their divorces way worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just that whole situation and how could you not want that type of love for yourself when it comes down to these homosexuals how can you let that become your norm because i see girls that go in those types of relationships and they're constant for them 
Mm-hmm. You're you're always dating somebody. He always needs to use your car. Oh, oh, you talk. You still you still with Tyrone? Nah, this is Jared. Oh well, damn, Jared ain't got no car either. Nah, Jared car in the shop. Why Jared ain't got no car? What? Why Tyrone may have no car? What? Where, where are these people's resources? Mm-hmm. Because and it's not that we want like we care about. Well, not not that we care because I do care. Um, oh, because I, I was gonna say um. But, like, I, I do understand life happens, you know? Um, but it's, like, uh, it's almost like a culture. It's, like, they, like, prey on, like, big girls for that security. Um, but I just pray and hope that, like, other girls find that same confidence, to find that same love um, for themselves to realize, like, I don't even got to deal with you. I woke up and I liked me and that was enough. Right. You know, and... I feel like as our coach, as like, you know, more big women begin to accept themselves and love themselves outwardly and with the wave of social media, I think more and more women are starting to wake up and realize, okay, I can't wear that. I can do that. I can do that. I'm sorry, me right now, tell me out. <laughs> Gang shit. I just went on a vacation, baby, sides out, body out, bikini on. Because why not? Life is mm-hmm. too short. It's so crazy. Like... Maybe like seven, eight years ago, I had made a Facebook status. And I'm like, big bitch is taking over one crop top at a time. And one, just, just one, and it's just, like I said, self-love, acceptance. My biggest struggle was, was my insecurities was in my arms. Like, God, listen, I'm glad I got a butt. But you wanted to give me three to one of my back and the ones in my arms? All right, joke's on you, buddy. But Wait, like, you going to be like that? But then I was just like, all the cute clothes sleeveless. So I got I to either and wear long sleeves. I kiss it. Because this is what you get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it took for me to get that way and be more comfortable. But once I got there, I was there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So hopefully, like, like you know, as we continue to grow and could inspire other women to really step out their shield, begin to love on them wholly so they could really understand, like, I don't have to accept these. Like, I really don't have to, like... I can have standards too. Right. I'm allowed to have standards for what I will mm-hmm. and will not tolerate. Absolutely. Definitely. Everybody is. And that's even the guys that don't want to date the big girls. You still are allowed to have your standards. That's fine. We don't care. Mm-hmm. We don't care. But big girl, you are allowed to have your standards about how you want to be loved. Right. And that is fair. No matter how you're demonized in the media or whatever, no matter what you've been told in the past, you are allowed to stand up and say, these are things that I will accept. These are things I will not accept. Mm-hmm. These are the things I want from a partner. These things I can do without. Right. And you are perfectly within your right to do so. And that is one of the reasons that I really wanted to start this podcast. Because we're in the South, baby. We we all we all thicker than a box of Snickers. Because we, we like good old, we like greens. We like ham hocks. We like mm-hmm. all that other ill shit, you know? Right. And those types of calories come with a few extra pounds. So I know there is a large concentration here in the South period, but here. So, you know, these Georgia peaches. Be peaching. Be peaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, exactly. yeah. Um, but another facet of dating that... It's talked about. I mean, we talk about it. We talk about it, but we don't talk about it, I feel like, enough. Um, and this one is 
in regards to all women, especially in Atlanta, because we do happen to be the biggest hub for LGBTQIA um, activity. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the men that are down low. If you don't know what down low is, that is a man who um, dates women to the eye of the public, but um, under the guise of nightfall, or whenever they have time, I guess, um, they also dabble in bisexuality or homosexuality, whichever one you want to phrase it as. Because, I mean, if you date women and you date men, then you just happen to be bisexual. Right. Um, but you don't, you know, there's this whole stigma that men can't be bisexual, which is, I know, because if a bitch can be bisexual, a man can be bisexual too, whatever. Right. You, you know, come on now. So that's what DL is. But the whole thing with bisexuality is usually people are like, hey, I'm bisexual. I date men and women. These DL men do not disclose that information and don't say, hey, I date men and women. They're just like, nope, I date women. They're usually very homophobic. (laughs) I date women. All of these bleepity bleepity bleeps. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the attitude in public, but on a private you 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 somebody trade you you give and trade so like what do you know any of experiences of that have you had any personal experiences of that um i haven't really identified with it like personally um but i almost understand it with the social norms um a man is supposed to be strong he's supposed to work he's supposed to be a provider he's supposed to be all these supposed to be's you know um so it's it's like you know I can understand and I cannot understand. I don't feel like a label or you having to open your life up and live it, you know, in front of everyone. You're you you have the right to have a private life. Um, but you don't have a right to deceive others. You don't have a right to put other people's lives at risk because of your activities that go you know, what you do in your private time. Um, so that's where I see the problem. Um it's not being honest, especially if you're having sex with that other person. You owe them the right to be honest. Um, and not not even having to disclose that you're having sex with another man, but just being honest, like, hey, I'm having sex with multiple people. If this bothers you, I understand, you know? But who they decide to have sex with, you know, is kind of like a... Now, on that end of it, I mean, because we're going to get into... The other side of that too which is like you said that you're having sex with other people even if that's just it baby let's be honest about it atlanta right. is the hub for sexually transmitted diseases and i'm okay. not relegating that to the lgbtqia i'm fucking drinking community i'm not relegating that just to our community over here but what i'm saying is well, you just have to be honest. The numbers are higher in homosexual men. That's just where it is. But I think it's because it is a secret life. I think it's because, and and not because secret, they don't want to tell other people. Secret because they don't do the things to properly take care of themselves. They don't want to go to the doctor. They don't want to medicate. They don't want to disclose. They don't want to wear, you know, condoms. They don't want to do those things to make sure that they don't be a part of that community. Um that's just what it is and that's the truth and you can't you can't sidestep that for trying to be pc about it like i don't want to sidestep it and be like oh this is not it but in atlanta 
that is the truth of the matter Mm -hmm. we have this problem this is a problem and we're we're seeing it trek upwards i don't think we're number one anymore i think somebody i can't remember exactly who took the spot and i don't have the time to google it right now so excuse me if i'm wrong listeners i don't think we're number one anymore but we are still pretty high up on the list i think we're like number three so we're still up there we need to not be on the list at all (laughs) we need to get this under control Mm -hmm. there are too many free condoms in the world go get you one that's it and then don't bring that to somebody else's doorstep i'm a firm believer listen don't leave me worse than you found me i don't care what we doing (laughs) don't leave me worse than you found me because i'm not trying to even if it's just regular old sti infections and shit like that most of the time when it comes down to shit like that People get people are getting it, of course, from sexual activity because that's where it's coming from. But you have all of these people. You have this woman, and then you have this man, and they're having sex, and they're not getting tested. Then they go mess with other people, and they're not getting tested. So your mistake, where you grab something from somebody else, or they grabbed it from you, is now about to affect a whole bunch of people because you didn't want to be truthful about your mm-hmm. actions. And just knowing the status—that's right. very important. Um, I feel like. And maybe, like, for me, like, before I engage with anyone sexually, I like to go get tested. Let me see some papers. Um, not even papers. We can go. Let's make it a date. Let's grab lunch. Oh, see, go I get never, this swab. Yeah, right? See, I ain't never been that bold about it. And how do you even go about that? You know? You know? I date a woman. Well, <laughs> I mean, of course that. <laughs> I just think about women. Because they understand where we're coming from. Uh-huh. Two women having sex is just a lot of body fluid. I don't got time to play with you, and I don't want you to play with me. You know what I'm saying? So, like... Before we even get too far into that, like, you know what I'm saying? Let's go, just go get right. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, let's, like, let's go look at some, some stuff. To me, it, it makes it a lot easier to conquer the situation at, or to, like, you know, talk about it. Right. See, I'm on the I'm on the side of right now because, like, I, I am on, like, LGBTQA, I, whatever, whichever one I missed, I'm sorry. Um, but... I mostly find myself dating men um, and it's harder it's always harder and then there's this this whole stigma behind it oh you think I'm dirty you think I don't take care of myself Listen, you don't <laughs> one hard conversation you don't or 14 days of pills <laughs> right one hard conversation or a lifelong you Pill. know you have to take pills yeah so consequences for you know Right, and I'm I'm to that point where I'm like, um, baby, listen, I need to see tests that were done at least two to three weeks ago. If you don't have that, I, I don't even want to entertain you. And even when we're entertaining each other, we also, after the first time, we entertain each other in that way. Now we both need to go get tested. Because I don't know what happened in those two to three weeks <laughs> before you got that test. And before you entertained me in the way that you did so uh let's let's go make sure you know get it right get it tight and a lot of women need to understand we are catching this Mm -hmm. like this is not something that we're relegating to dl men or men like that because those dl men are not just staying in that community they're dl Mm -hmm. for a reason they're bringing that home right to us over here so now we're dealing with 
the ramifications of risky behavior and men are risky people. So Mm -hmm. they're going to take risks, but we also have to deal with that risky behavior if we're not cognizant of who we're dealing with and not, I don't want to say not being spineless or thing like that because it's not spineless. I don't even think it's that, you know, you get afraid to ask that type of Mm -hmm. information because like you don't want your partner to feel a certain type of way. But at the same time, fuck their feelings. Around that specific topic, fuck their feelings. It is what it is, baby. If you got feelings about that, you can have feelings in here. I'm sorry. Like, like, have a good day. Right. If that makes you upset, then you're mad because I want us to be healthy. Clean. Um, That's what you're upset about? Safe. Um, It don't tell me how many people you're sleeping with. Right. I I I just want to make sure you're clean. I just want to make sure that... Even if it ain't We're just adults. me. Even like, if it ain't just me, I want to make sure for them as well. Because you're obviously not making back. sure I know you for them. Cheat, but I got your back. Right. <laughs> Look, see, so I'm going to make sure you go get tested for us. But, yeah, I just don't... Um, to me, there's no being on that for me. Um, and I'm very upfront in your face about it. Because I do know people who've been affected by this disease personally. And, like, I just understand it's something that's not going away yes there are you know measures in place that make it a lot more manageable um but i just don't want to deal with that being a big girl is hard enough damn and now i have to have this going on like nah that's that's too much now on the other side of that because you did touch on something where we were talking about um the societal of what a man's supposed to be um that kind of hit for me because I do know, I, I do have a few friends that um, identify as LGBTQIA. Mm-hmm. I got all of them that time. And, um, you know, we are going to do an episode where we have some drag queens and we have some, oh, um, that's fun. you know, LGBT friends come along mm-hmm. and talk about their experiences here in Atlanta in our great city. Because, you know, we, we got a sidewalk right over there. Rainbows and all, baby. Right. We don't play around here. So, um... But it's just one of those places, though. Right. Whatever you want to be, whoever you are, it's like one of those places where you can find your niche. Right. Whether you, you know, and it's, it's just pretty cool. I love Atlanta. I love Atlanta. Gotta <laughs> love Atlanta. Baby, forever I love it. No, no, let me stop. But <laughs> on, on saying what a man is supposed to be, um, a part of what they're supposed to be is not feminine. How does it make you feel as a woman to hear what you are or what you embody being used as a negativity because i mean of course oh being aggressive for women um is a masculine trait but that same aggression helps me garner deals and make money right the same money that you want to use me for like as a homosexual back to y'all but no so like how do you feel? Because my femininity, I mean, first of all, my femininity is never um, by anybody's definition. So mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Um, but to hear someone say, oh, um, this thing that you're doing is feminine. So therefore it is bad. What does that give off? Um, small mindedness. Um Haterism, <laughs> lack of self love. Because to me, a lot of this stems for self love. You really hating on me because I'm popular, you ain't. But you could pop too. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Um, it sucks. I feel like, and to me, it stems from childhood. Then their childhood. Then their childhood. Um, because, like I said, we were raised so much with these, like, um, heterosexual, homosexual, feminine, masculine, like, you know, identities and characters that we don't allow people to develop to just be them. You know, um, that's like, stop crying, boy. You you know what I'm saying? Boys ain't supposed to cry or something like that. Well, why not? Why you can't cry? Right. So, and it makes them like, you know, it, it, it gets to the point to where like they grow up and experience those things. Um, I feel like it, it's a lot of reason why men are not as vocal as women um, or, you know, afraid to show their feelings, whether they're good or bad, because they're taught those things. Um, it sucks, you know, like, and for just being a woman, my feminism is not a negative thing. Exactly. My feminine wilds or whatever you want to call them are not bad. They're not wrong. I mean, women have compassion. Women are stable as, as much as we are painted unstable with our emotion. Men are way unstable, way more unstable. Women, we know how to show compassion. We know how to be there for each other. We know how to interact with somebody who's having a bad day and make them feel a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Women are the crux of leaving something better than they found it. It's in our nature to be that way. Um, We naturally adapt to our situations. We're nurturers. Right. And and on top of being nurturing, we also going to go get it. A yeah. lot of times we have no other choice. Well, in our community, definitely we have no other choice, but that goes back to, you know, a whole bunch of bullshit that happened before we were even thought about. Right. That made it so we're in our community. And when I say our community, I mean, as black women, we got to go get it. We got to go get it because sometimes the males are not here to go get it for us we we don't have the luxury mm-hmm. of staying at home while somebody else go get it because they're outside of the home because of these epidemics this mass incarceration type of situation right. so we we have to go be go-getters and then when we finally started getting men in the homes we continue to be go-getters because why the fuck not black women are the most educated people in this motherfucking country we start the most businesses mm-hmm. we are out here fucking thriving and that's because Women in general, not just black women, but black women especially. So women in general, but black women especially, are go-getters. Mm-hmm. It's the magic. Um, but it, and I feel like, like I said, it's because we have to. Um, we never really, as much as they say we're emotionally unstable or have too many emotions, we never really get a chance to... Engage with those emotions. We don't get to express nothing. And, and not an expression. Understand them. That's because true. we're always on to the next. Gotta do this. Gotta make sure this. Done. Gotta do this. Gotta do that. It's, we don't have the time to just sit down to where I could understand why we are unstable. But it's reasons by it. And I think we all are unstable or we don't know how to, you know, manage our emotions. But I could understand those and who are. Because we are, like, forced to, like, keep going. You know what I'm saying? Never let them show you hurt. Like, just keep going. You know, Like a shark. They call it the shark week that we have. Like a shark. You know, sharks, they have to keep on moving forward. Because if they stop, they, they can't swim backwards. And if they stop moving, they're going to die. Right. So, it, it's kind of like that. 
as a woman. You got to keep moving. Maybe society is throwing so much at us anyway. They trying to take our rights away. They don't want you to do this. Yeah. They don't want you to wear that. They don't want you to look like this. Every time you turn around, you're doing and something wrong. And if you wrong. focus on those things, you'll never get anything done. You are, you can't even want to be able to enjoy being yourself because you're going to be so busy focusing on what somebody else wants you to, you know, worry about or the standards they want you to live up to. Um, but it's just kind of like, you know, it all goes down to, for me, it's just like being who you want to be, who you need to be, whether if you're a man being feminine or, or not even being feminine or just being more in tune with who you are, you know, that's the the biggest thing. Like, yeah, see, when, when I say feminine, I don't mean like, you ain't got to wear dresses and all of that, but even... These no. so-called masculine men, what you have to understand, any man that says, oh, I'm not feminine in any type of way, you're off your rocker. In my eyes, you're off your rocker. Balance is a thing. It's not even that. Even scientific, you got X and Y chromosomes. You, right. So, so balance, feminine. But, I mean, even in like, well, not in the in the scientific space. I'm just saying, period. Yeah, but gonna, period. It's yeah. going to show up. It's, you're de- it's in your design. Right. You're designed to be like... <laughs> There's duality in everything. You have, if you look at yin and yang, if you look at that whole concept um, in Chinese culture, you have have this feminine energy and you have this male energy, but each of those have a little circle of both energies in themselves. We are dual people. We're duality incarnate as people so of course you're going to have your masculine energy and you might lean more toward your masculine energy but there is still supposed to be some feminine energy there you're still supposed to that's that's when that's what they shut out though that's that you know Mm -hmm. being able to be compassionate being able to speak being able to let people know how you're feeling and um you did speak about that and i wanted to touch on did you listen to kendrick lamar's new album Mm mm-hmm Okay, well, I'm, I'm a Kendrick. Look, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> Kendrick's a Gemini. Um, I love me some Kung Fu Kenny, baby. Yeah. There's a song on there specifically where he speaks about his father and his father um, and toxic masculinity. Like, people are not, people, when it first came out, people weren't listening to directly what it was saying Mm -hmm. um they were listening to it but they weren't comprehending and people do that a lot you listen but you won't comprehend and he was talking about the fact that um you know his father built him into this person who isn't able to be vulnerable with people who isn't able to and when i say father i mean in his specific sense it was his father you know you have to put on these boxing gloves you know Mm -hmm. you you need to fight all your demons like Ain't no time for crying. You can't cry. I'm getting you ready for the real world. But in the real world, we need people that can handle their emotions. We need people who know more than just anger. We need people who know empathy. We need people who know sadness. We need people who can feel a full range of emotions, not just anger and aggression all the time. And men see full emotions as weakness. Like I said, I think it just goes back to the way that they were um, a train and raised. But luckily for our generation, we're one of those generations that ask questions. Oh, yeah. We want to know why. Um, and, and you're starting to see those things change. Um, it has been like a, a perpetuated circle of bad, like, and not even bad, because I don't think they was 
doing it with, you know, bad intentions. Um, but that's what they were taught. Um, so luckily we're beginning to see those chains break and more of a forward direction of it's okay. You know, why does that make you feel that way? Why are you feeling hurt? Why are you happy? Like, we're getting there, you know? Right. And, and luckily, like I said, we're we're in that generation um, of, like, people who are willing to, you know, be more themselves. And, you know, and accept that, hey, I might be sad today. Right. And, and, that's, and okay. that's okay. My cousin just put a sticker on her car because sometimes I drive it. And it says, it's okay to not be okay because I have road rage. <laughs> and that just that just reminded me of that. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's okay to not be okay. And as a person that suffers with like mental health and things of that nature, people need to understand, like, I wish I could show a whole range of emotions when I wanted to only show that range of emotions mm-hmm. and not like just completely all at once or not at all. Like, it's a weird situation. Mm-hmm. And so the ability to be able to do that in the correct way is something a lot of people wish for that they can't do. Um, So, like, take advantage of it. Like, Mm -hmm. learn how to process. Learn how to move through those emotions and through those feelings because it could be worse. (laughs) It could be way worse. Um, So on to the next topic because we, we are talking a lot about how people were brought up. Um, I've been seeing this epidemic go around and I know I dealt with it in my last relationship as well. So since we're specifically talking about, well, we're not specifically talking about dating men, but, um, on the topic of dating men, cause like I said, I date mostly men. I've been seeing this epidemic of these moms and it's being called emotional incest. Are you a parent? No, no kids for me. Okay, no kids for me, you know. We do have some other people that will be joining the panel um, at a later time who do have children, so this is definitely a conversation that we will probably jump over again. But um, in regards to those women with these sons, you see these videos. Um, There was a specific video. I know you're on TikTok, so um, there was this mom and her son's girlfriend texted the phone and he didn't answer her or something like that. So she ended up calling him and the mom answered the phone and she's like, the girlfriend's like, who is this? And she's like, um, she said something to the little girl like, oh, um, this is the only woman will be answering his phone or something like that. And the little girl was like, um, well, I'm his girlfriend. So who is this? And she Mm -hmm. was like, I'm his mama. And, um, you just don't know, but, um, you don't get to choose who be answering his phones and you just one of the little girls that my son messing with and yada 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 so you antagonize this young girl because the son has to be about 15 16 I think she said he was in the video and you antagonize this girl so she says something that mm-hmm. seems off the wall to you so you can antagonize her and put her in her place about your son about your king and stuff like that so like this whole epidemic of this is my king this is my son um you're the man of the house and stuff like this this also factors into why these men are becoming the men that they are um i feel like a lot of times um men are like sheltered because they don't want them to go out in the world and experience the real world or like they always target the black man or so parents try to protect them 
And a lot of times it gives a man a complex. Um, that makes it hard to kind of like fix. Yeah. And I can, I can say that. I, I always think to myself, because when you look at how girls are treated in the household. Well, I come from a household that's kind of dysfunctional. So, to say the least. Uh, how men are treated versus how women are treated. I feel like men are groomed to be abusers. And women are groomed to be abused. Because you have these parents, um, mostly moms. You know, your daughter, she got to clean up behind everything. She got to do everything. She got to be... A one day one, mm-hmm. and your son gets to slack off a little boy. You know, boys will be boys, things will be, you know, like that. And then you end up with this son who thinks it's okay for him to go off in the world and be whoever he is because boys will be boys. But you have this daughter who's, you know, she knows that she has to do things a certain way. And you also have these other boys who have live the same life as your son these boys will be boys boys and they're also out in the world now your daughter has to encounter those boys now she's used to doing everything for your son because that's how you raised her so now she's gonna go co- co- cater to this other man who also expects the same behavior because that's how he was raised in his house and you know it's a cycle and now she's gonna have a little girl and she's gonna teach her little girl the same things that she taught unless she's smart enough to realize this is generational curse and I need to break this. But a lot of people aren't. Well, how I grew up, well, my, I grew up with my grandmother and she raised like me and like five boys. I was the only girl. So, um, I've always been very vocal though. <laughs> She'll be like, wash the dishes. Mm-mm. Why they can't wash it? It's so many of us. If I'm washing somebody else drying and somebody else putting them up. Because we all just ate. But I'm all in. I feel like they thought that was me being rebellious. No, that's just me. Like common sense. There's too many of us for that, right? That's that's. It's that's, just little on me. That's hella dishes. <laughs> like it's hella people. That's hella dishes. Like yeah. I'm not no. And I felt like as I like that became the norm for me. Like so, I kind of like changed the tone in my house. Like you know what I'm saying? Because I just. It just didn't make sense. We all just right. ate. Why are we all not going to clean up? Uh, so, like, um, but I felt like that's how, like, things were initially. Or should be like, the boys don't clean the yard. Well, you got this much yard. Got a front yard in the backyard. But, like, it's five of them. You it's know what I'm me. saying? <laughs> it's one of me. No. I'm a, matter of fact, we can all do it. I'm going to go help them. I'm going to help them. Right. I'll go out there and clean the yard. I can I can put a little, you know, little leaf in a bucket, whatever, whatever yard work is. I used to have to rake the yard. Now my siblings, not me and my siblings, would have to all rake the yard, like except for my little sister. And but that's because I, like I was raising my granny, so she was, she grew up in that time where she catered to her husband. You know what I'm saying? Or like the men in my family. Sometimes I would ask, like, why you make a baby? I worked in high school. They don't know job, like. She was just like, I know you can make it. Right. And that's an insane amount of stress to put on young black women. Honestly, that is crazy. I appreciate it, though. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I didn't grow up, grow up in that specific type of way. Like, I happened to be my mom with my mom and 
through all of her faults, she was very a mo- very much a modern woman. Mm-hmm. So um, her and my stepdad had a very modern marriage. My stepdad does most of the um, cleaning in our household. Yeah, and I think that's just yeah. breaking the burials. But like the, you know, gender and, you know, the roles are assigned to like, the woman's supposed to cook. The man's gonna like and clean. The man's gonna you know go to work. And I think our like I said, our generation is dying. The generation is like changing things. Like we're not going with those same normalities because we're realizing that those don't work in our time. Right. And then I say all of this because even though I'm saying this, like I'm definitely I see myself when I am married. I'm I'm probably gonna be poly housewife and like I. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. The point of the matter is, I'm not being forced to do that. That's my right. choice. That's what I want to do. Absolutely. Right. But a lot of us grow up where this is the norm. This is what we're going to tell you, and this is what you're going to do. And you know how black households work. So if they said that's what you're going to do, that's probably what you're going to do. <laughs> so I was so bad. That's probably not what I'm about to do. <laughs> like you're incorrect. Yeah. I'm not doing that. No. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, get the switch, cause I'm well, not I'm doing it. That's scary. Um, but yeah, I just I feel like it, it's just like luckily, our like we're at a point now where those things are are starting to break, right? And um, I, and moving a better direction, you know, cause I don't want to say forward because you know that leaves room to go back, you right. know. But uh, just a better direction, um, and realizing that any of us could play any part of that. It's about making sure our puzzle pieces fit. Right. Um, so you might cook tonight. I might cook tomorrow. You might clean today. I might clean tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? It, it, we're moving in a way to where it works. Um, I do think, like, as far as, like, me and wanting to be catered to because they mama catered them, go back to your mama house. Mm-hmm. Go, go. Call. <laughs> call Shirley. <laughs> Tell her you're on the way. Tell her to make you a play the song. Make up your room or song. Because me, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to cater to you because I want to cater to you. And that's only what I want to. And I, so, and I'm, it's, it's, that's depending on how you show love. For me, I'm like, I wouldn't say submissive because, hell no, I probably got a problem. But I'm catering to you is how I show love. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm more of a, like, catering to you is, like, asking you how your day was. Right. You know what I'm saying? Rubbing your back. I don't care about rubbing feet. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, feet. Making sure you have a good day. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, those are, but am I bringing you your plate? Right. I'm about to, about to pick your clothes that you put in the floor where you could have put in the basket. Where they right there by the basket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good one. They like to do that one. Um, yeah, so, I, and like I said, because when I'm married, I'm probably going to be Polly housewife. So, even then, my love language is definitely cooking for you. Mm-hmm. That's how I show love. I will cook for it. I'm going to cook <laughs> later on when you leave. I'm going to cook. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's how I show love for my family. Um, it's something that I can do that is creative. Um, not necessarily spontaneous, but, you know, I can show... It's your love language. Right, that's my mm-hmm. love language. Doing for you, doing acts of service, cooking for you, things of that nature. Um, it's not attesting to the way that I grew up, but at the same time, it's just something that I picked up on my own. Um, but all that said, it kind of loses that specialness for you when mm-hmm. it's something that you're expected when if I don't do this for you, you have a problem. Right. Because I'm doing this for me and for you but mostly mm-hmm. because this is my way 
that I can show you. And to me, it's just more about everybody contributing. Mm-hmm. You, your contribution might be different from mine. But like I said, as long as you're willing to like make sure things function and run how it should be, or the best way for us, um, I, I don't think that there's a problem. It only becomes an issue when you feel entitled to it. Right. Or you feel like I'm supposed to do it. Right. Because I ain't supposed to do nothing but stay black and die. Um, now, how do you feel? I, I'm not sure if you've been following this Andrew Tate character. Um, okay. So let me explain who this is. Fucking meatball head ass. No, nah, I'm just playing because like. No, nah, I'm not playing though because like I want the smoke. But at the same time, um, Andrew Tate is this guy who... Um, has a podcast and I think he also makes like TikTok videos now. Um a men's self help um guru or whatever. Uh and not necessarily a guru. He is he got money now. Don't get me wrong. Andrew Tate he he's like Kevin Samuels. Mm-hmm. Apparently Andrew Tate is also black. I did not know that. Because um I thought that was a white man. I did. But um basically Kevin Samuels but like younger mm-hmm. and on steroids like that's what it gives <laughs> so um he is like um he also has domestic violent charges and stuff like that so mm-hmm. he's obviously somebody that you guys shouldn't be um taking your advice from but you know he he's gaining that popularity he's getting mm-hmm. up there you know um daddy kevin samuels had don't passed away he don't went to his earthly plane mm-hmm. um i'm gonna let y'all know now i'm not above making fun of dead people when they're problematic <laughs> so fuck Kim Samuels but um yeah so he died here in Atlanta see I love Atlanta no <laughs> I'm kidding but um yeah so um he is so problematic and he is this person who is um spewing harmful rhetoric to these young men and the, these are younger men like you know you got dusty uncles and mm-hmm. like daddies that was listening to Kevin Samuels but you have people like our age and younger that are listening to Andrew Tate mm-hmm. and it, it's it's crazy and I mean even if you want to throw Kevin Samuels in there just so you can have like a guise of like what we're talking about specifically it's the same type of rhetoric his mm-hmm. is just more towards black women andrew andrew um tate is more towards all women, all women. Okay. but his uh, kevin samuels made his soul rest in hell was all towards mostly towards black women mm-hmm. um so how do you feel about this ever-growing epidemic because like you're you're seeing them they're popping up more especially since um big daddy samuels passed away they're popping up more there are so many, so many more of them telling men what they should do, what they shouldn't be taking from women, blah 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 blah, and they like to target us too. They they love to target us, and I can't really speak on it because I, I gotta go basically look at it, do my own research. Um, but if you that weak minded to let another man tell you how to act, that's the problem. He ain't even a problem. He's doing, you know, he's making a social media platform right now. They're monetized. He's getting he in his bag. We don't even know if that's what he really believes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if you, as a grown-ass person, don't have the discernment that, you know, maybe he might spit some truth here or not spit some truth there. You know what I'm saying? You take from it what you need. And if you can't, if you're not at, at an age to decipher or to allow someone else to, you know, determine how you think and how you move, 
I might not be around. No, not even might. I'm not gonna be around. You. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even gonna hurt I'm, you. <laughs> I'm. I'm not. Um. So that's the problem for me. Just not being able to think and identify these things that what's right and wrong. We we grown. Right. You know what I'm saying. You know how you want to be treated. Not even that we grown. You got a mama. You got a grandma. You got nieces. You got a daughter. Sisters. You know how you would want them to be treated. Right. So match the energy. Be be better. Do better. So the yeah, that was my whole thing about it, and it's not even like I said, Andrew Tate. Like you said, Andrew Tate would just be Andrew Tate if Andrew mm-hmm. Tate wasn't getting views. Andrew Tate would just be another dude that don't like women. That somebody are, said somebody you know, said, but he's using social media as a platform to make money. Hey, I can't. I I never knock anybody for getting their bag. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna. It's hold just you. the food that's listening. <laughs> so that's the problem that's the problem there for me like make your money make your money Andrew do what you're doing I, like I said I don't even know you know if that's really how you feeling but it doesn't matter because if you're able like you said you ain't got no discernment somebody can sell you something right and that's what he's doing he's selling what he needs to sell mm-hmm. and you, you people are <laughs> I was going to say the N-word, but I don't think that one is okay. Um, we're trying to get on some, some major sites. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't think that one is, Mm-mm. you know, something that y'all should be picking up. But y'all picking it up anyway. So, I can't fault y'all for that. All he can do is speak, and all mm-hmm. y'all can do is listen. What is it? Well, oh, people say you can take the leading horse to the water. It's up to you. you if you're drinking it, then, baby, drink the Kool-Aid. drink the water that way. I'm but gonna it's, give me some bottled water. I'm gonna just keep it. It's a wild <laughs> situation out here. Like these streets is just wild. Um, but yeah. So I guess the biggest part of, like I said, when it comes down to dating into Atlanta and this whole Atlanta culture, is I don't even know what to sum it up to, honestly, because we hit so many points. Honesty. Let's be honest. Everybody be honest, mm-hmm. goddammit. Tell the truth. Tell the truth if you like big bitches. Tell the truth if you ain't got no house and no car and you just need somebody that um to sponsor you. Tell the truth if you only like bitches big bitches because they big and that is only like if you just like the jiggly fat part when it comes down <laughs> to fetishes. Tell the truth. Chit tell the truth if you are sleeping with multiple partners. A, be you right sleeping with whoever you sleeping with <laughs> mm-hmm. t- tell the truth mm-hmm. ha- let people be able to make a conscious decision whether to engage in what they want to engage with with you don't lie to people because like that fucking sucks you wouldn't want to be lied to Absolutely. nobody wants to be lied to um let people make conscious decisions okay um I do want to thank you guys because we're getting a little heavy handed. We covered so much in this first episode. Oh my God. We will, I don't know. This will probably be our worst episode. (laughs) Not, not worse because I I feel like we talked about a lot of good shit here. Um, but like equipment wise and stuff like this, Mm -hmm. this will probably be our worst episode, but we do want to thank y'all for coming to Atlanta with the motherfucking players play. And we will see you guys again here on our next episode of Fat Lana. Thank you and good night.